All right, everybody, welcome to the Thursday edition of Locked On NHL. I am Chris Maselli from Locked On Avalanche. With me today, Mr. Gil Martin from Locked On Islanders. If it's a Thursday, we are doing power rankings for today. We have our final four teams in the NHL playoffs in the Eastern Conference Finals and the Western Conference Finals. We take five players from each of those teams and we rank them. Well, not Gil and I, the entirety of the Locked On NHL podcast network, because I always have to preface that so people don't yell at you and I because we are presenting. <laughs> don't shoot the messenger. Absolutely not. And we'll get into what we've got so far with the finals, the well, the Eastern Conference Finals and Western Conference Finals. What is this Colorado Avalanche and Edmonton Oilers matchup going to give us in terms of goals? It seems like a lot. So let's get to it. Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Thursday edition of <clears throat> Locked On NHL. Once again, I am Chris Maselli with Locked On Avalanche. He is Mr. Gil Martin from Locked On Islanders. And like we said in the beginning, we will be discussing the power rankings for the for individual players from the final four teams that we have in the NHL playoffs. But first, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. And for right now, Gil, uh, this I mean, like I said, I host the Avalanche show, if you can't see what's going on behind <laughs> me there. So I, what was your take just on the game in general? Uh, it, it, it was, for me, it was kind of what you would expect, but not what you would expect at the same time. I didn't think goals were coming at that rate. Can that keep up? You know what? With these two teams, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if, Look, like we were saying before we went on the air, take the over, you know, I mean, go to bed online and and take the over. But uh, a lot of goals. I mean, this looked like I was watching Calgary and Edmonton from 1986. I mean, this looked like a flashback to fire wagon hockey uh, circa the late 80s. And, yeah. you know, that was fun. Don't get me wrong. But uh, haven't seen games like that especially in the playoffs. Usually in the playoffs, it's harder to get time and space. The games are more physical and more tight checking. There was a lot of room out there for a lot of guys to do a lot of great things. And when you have two offensive teams like that, they're going to take advantage of it. They will take advantage of that time and space. And, and, and you mentioned, did. and they did. And the, the over under for game one was six and a half, according to bet online. Uh, for game two, they raised it a goal. <laughs> it's seven and a half. I think you still take the over there, but I mean, at what point do they just keep? I mean, if the same thing happens in game two, do they raise it another point to eight and a half? Like, <laughs> where? I mean, where could this end? Like, this could just could keep, could we see an over under of ten and a half, <laughs> which is unheard of? Yeah, in the playoffs, that's insane. Look, uh, I want to see what happens in game two first before yeah. I declare, you know, this to be the pattern of the series, but the potential is certainly there. There are so many talented players and we're going to start discussing them, the power rankings mm -hmm. on both of these teams, players who can 
both create scoring chances and finish scoring chances. Uh, Edmonton has that reputation of not always being a consistently good defensive team. And I guess if the Avalanche have one weakness, it might be sort of consistently keeping pucks out of their own net. So, you know, the framework is there for a high scoring series. Yeah. And, and you're right. We have to see, like everybody wants to uh, make assumptions based on, on game one and did the same thing when the oil. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. The, Oilers played uh, Calgary in game one. You know, that was a high scoring affair. And people were like, oh, God, here we go with this one. And it didn't. I mean, it continued for Edmonton, but it didn't for Calgary. Um, I don't I I think both of these teams can still put goals up. Let's not kid ourselves at that clip. That would be tough to continue game after game. But for the Avs. You know, they, they say the Achilles here for the Avs is, is the goaltending, and Darcy Kemper has not been his best. And we don't even know if he's going to be playing in game two because he came out of game one. I think he took, you know, a couple shots to the mask, and it kind of made his vision a little, little fuzzy. So he took himself out. I don't know if he's got – if those were, you know, caused concussions. And, you know, he might he might need a game. I don't know. Then you had backup Pavel Francouz, who is good – but you're going up against Connor McDavid and and his and his boys like that. That's a tough ask for a backup goalie. So it will be interesting. We we will see. But what everybody is talking about, obviously, is the Kale McCarr offsides. Was he? Wasn't he? What's your take on that? My take on that is the rule has to be clearer. That's my take on yeah. that. Yeah. More, more, okay. more than anything, uh, you know. When they changed the rule, was it last year, before this year or the year before, more of a judgment call sort of got put into the equation. And I think we see the problem with that in game one of this series where, uh, you know, it, it almost doesn't become a was he or wasn't he. The, the, the intent and the, you know, there, there's too many shades of gray and I want a little more certainty, I guess, when it comes to these things. Yeah, I think everybody is is what the focus is is what does possession mean? Right. You know, like th- does is possession you taking some strides with the puck? Um but even in that aspect, if you if the puck is not on your stick, do they consider that possession? In this instance, they're they're not. Because no. a player is deliberately removing the puck from his stick to let his player tag up. I don't know if that's what Kale McCarr was doing. I, I genuinely don't even know if he saw Val Nachuskin because uh, there was an Edmonton player kind of blocking his vision, but I, I can't I can't tell on ice where McCarr was, his point of view. But he was moving so quick, I don't even know if he knew Nachuskin was there, but other people want to say he's Kale McCarr and he doesn't make mistakes. <laughs> so he knew exactly what he was doing. And if he did, if he knew that I'm I'm just going to leave this puck off of my my stick for 2 inches you are assuming the refs are going to see that yeah <laughs> and i the guy who made the call was on the other end of the ice the ref was on the other end of the ice where where the uh, the linesman was and I, I i guess by the letter of the law they got it right and i think everybody everybody was like no this isn't going to count and then when it was shown and explained, they were like, okay, I kind of get it. So it's like everybody moved from one end to the – it was like, remember the movie Hook? 
when Rufio was there and he's like, who do you want to be with Pan or Rufio? And everybody was moving back and forth. Like they were, they went to one side and they were like, no, it doesn't count. But here's the video. Here's the visual evidence. Here's the rule. Okay. We're going to the other side. We get it now. And and that's, that's why I said I wanted a little more black and white because you don't want to have that uncertainty. You don't want the official, the linesman or the referee to be guessing the intent of the player. It either should be right. offside or he's onside. He's either across the line or not. And it, to sort of take it a, a step further, if a player gets pushed over the line or even tripped over the line, they're offside. That That's mm-hmm. it. Either you are or you aren't. And I want to see a little bit more certainty introduced into the rule. I, I understand the intent as to why they changed the rule this way, but it creates so many areas open to interpretation that I, I'm not so sure I like. It's tough. Yeah. So, and, and it, and it mattered. Yeah. You know what I mean? In the end, because yeah, the avalanche got the empty net goal that put them up by two, but they, they were only up one before that empty net goal. So it mattered in the end. Uh, it, it, it's we could have gone to overtime. Could have, could have. So, so it's uh, it's something that's going to be talked about. Um, all right, let's hear from Built Bar, and then we have our power rankings to get to, which no doubt will uh, rub some people the wrong way because that's what power <laughs> rankings do. Uh, but first, Built Bar, you know Built Bar, and we've been talking about it for quite some time now. And Built Bar now has granola bars. Uh, for the listeners of Locked On Avalanche, they know that uh, I have a PhD in granola. I don't know if you knew that, Gil, but uh, yes, you do. Uh, I I created it on my own, conjured it up on my own, my own community college that I also created on my own. Uh, But Built Bar Granolas, it's Built Bar done. I should say it's granola done the Built Bar way. They are 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, and only four grams of sugar. Built Bar Granola Bars will change your world, literally. Bill has cracked the code to better granola. They're the perfect healthy snack to pack into your lunch, take on the road, or eat as a snack. And they are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. So you can go to built.com right now, use the promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off of your order. Once again, the promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right. <clears throat> like we said, it's a Thursday edition of Locked On NHL and uh, all throughout the season we've been doing power rankings, kind of changing it up for the playoffs. We we you know, we're, we started with the teams and then as those got lower and lower and lower, we we're like, we got to do different things. So we've yeah. done uh, you did the Con Smythe one, I think, last week. Yep. Um, we just we've just done awards and different things like that. So today we're going to take the four teams left. Take five players from uh, each of those teams, three forwards, two defensemen, and a goalie, and we rank them. Well, like I said in the beginning, Gil and I don't. It's uh, <laughs> from a vote across the Locked On NHL Network. So let's get those up on the screen now. We'll go full screen with that if you're watching on YouTube. Um, if you're listening, we'll go through these. I'll kind of read them off and then uh, kind of pick them apart. Obviously, at number one, you have Connor McDavid. It's kind of anticlimactic lately (laughs) for the past couple of years with rankings in the NHL because he's always at number one. Nathan McKinnon, number two. Leon Dreisaitl, three. Andre Vasilevsky, four. Igor Shosturkin, five. Kale McCarr, six. 
Nikita Kucherov, seven, Adam Fox, eight, Victor Hedman, nine, Artemi Panarin at 10, uh, Mika Zabinijad at 11, Mika Rantanen at 12, Steven Stamkos, 13, Nazem Kadri, 14, Braden Point, 15, Chris Kreider, 16, Evander Kane, 17, Darnell Nurse, 18, Darcy Kemper, 19, and Mike Smith, 20. And I do want to uh, let everybody know that we did vote on these before that first Avalanche Oilers yes. game. So <laughs> the, the performance by those two goalies did not push them down because of that game. They were down there uh, before that game even. Dropped. Now, so. is this based on their performance in the playoffs so far or the entire season? Yes. <laughs> that's a good question i don't know if it was ever uh the instructions were vague uh, they, they were here's the here's the remaining players of the remaining teams vote on them so uh i the way i did it i, I voted on how they've been performing in the playoffs right it doesn't look like that's what everybody did no and and if it was something where it, there was like a tiebreaker. I'd go into the regular season. That's sure. kind of how I, I did it. I can't speak for the other hosts. I don't know. <clears throat> um, but yeah, you know, well, we'll take it in fives. Is it like, how, how, is your top five, is that okay for you? Is there anybody just outside of the top five that you think should have cracked it? Yeah. Uh, I, I would not have put, based on his playoff performance alone, Shesterkin to me doesn't belong in the top five. He's been better as of late. Yeah, but he point. hasn't been the same guy he was for the majority of the regular season where you take him out of the equation, the Rangers may not even make the playoffs, let alone, you know, be fighting for the division title in the last week of the season. In the playoffs, uh, he's been inconsistent, let's put it that way. Not bad, but not as elite as he would have, as he was rather during the regular season and to me, going strictly on the playoffs, he is not the fifth best player in the playoffs right now. I would agree. I think he he's starting to perform better. Yes, and he had a, a very good you know game seven against um, Carolina, but that Pittsburgh series, you know that that was not his best performance. It was very up and down for him. So um, I think that that's where you're you're getting some maybe voting based on regular season. Clearly, mm-hmm. clearly. So if not him, what do you move McCarr into the top five? I I would move McCarr up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's an argument to be made that McCarr should be above McKinnon on on his own team. (laughs) You you know what I mean? You can make that argument. McCarr had a phenomenal round one. He did. Against Nashville. Um, Slowed down a little bit against St. Louis but picked it right back up again in that game one against the Oilers with uh, three points in that game. So, and McKinnon is, I'm not trying to minimize Nathan McKinnon, please. Like he's, he's my boy. Uh, <laughs> but if we're going off of uh postseason, Kale McCarr has been a, a force. So, um, you know, McDavid, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most nonchalant. I think anybody has been about Connor McDavid in years. <laughs> it's just what, 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 what else can you say? I, like he's, he's on, he's on another stratosphere. It's, yeah. you yeah. don't, and you don't want to not talk about him because it's like, oh, everybody talks about him. You have to, cause it, it's greatness. It's greatness. It's happening now. He's putting up numbers that 
only a few people in the history of the game have put up in the postseason. Um, it's just being a hockey fan. I don't know how you don't root for that and appreciate it. You realize what you're saying, though. You're taking this yes. to a level where everything like what does this man have to do to impress you at this point because you're almost saying like okay Connor mcdavid is the best player in the league and the sun rises in the east uh that's exactly what i'm saying i know i know but but like wow that that's a heck of a statement no <laughs> i'm not like and i'm not trust me like how i'm saying i'm trying to minimize nathan mckinney he's doing it i'm not trying to minimize mcdavid it's just like what else can you say because it's already been said yeah hey, he's that good and the numbers back it up. And he historically, he hasn't had great performances in the postseason, mainly because his team is getting eliminated in the first round. So he's not getting not around. What's that? So he's not around for, no. for long. Yeah. But now look what he's doing now that his team is advancing because of him. You know, he has stepped up his game, which is scary. Yeah. And, <laughs> the fact and, that, that McDavid can step up his game even more and lift his team through two rounds is ridiculous. And, and I don't want to underestimate Dreisaitl, his uh, line mate. And, and yeah. he, I think he, his passing ability makes McDavid even more dangerous. So yeah. uh, the fact that you have two of the top three on this list from the same team who play together very often, uh, I think that speaks volumes. Well, and look at that. You have McDavid and Dreisaitl, one and three, and then you don't have another Oiler until 17th. Right. Which we'll get to that because if we're basing it on postseason, Kane might be a little bit low. Mm -hmm. But um, So six through 10 here, you have Kale McCarr, Nikita Kucherov, Adam Fox, Victor Hedman, Artemi Panarin. How's that looking for you? Uh, you know that that five looks pretty solid to me. Uh, I, I don't. Uh, other than we talked about Makar maybe moving up uh, over Shosturkin, uh, right? But other than that, I don't have a problem with that. Well, how about where, you? Where would you put Shosturkin then? If we're, if we're not putting him at five based on postseason, right? Where would he go? I mean, I think he's still top ten. Yeah, probably uh, somewhere around eighth or ninth. I think I would agree with you. Yeah, I would agree. I'd, I'd probably put him. Man, because are you saying he's having a better postseason than Adam Fox? No. I don't think so. Are I don't you think he's so. having a better one than Victor Hedman. Not consistently. Yeah. So that's that's tough. So I, I probably would put him like eight and move everybody else up one. That's that's what I would do. Um Fair but enough. for the rest of this, this, you know, six through ten. No, I really don't have that much of a problem with it. I think that's a, that's a pretty accurate representation, I would say. I agree. I can't complain with that. Uh, 11 through 15, you got Zabinijad at 11, Rantanen at 12, Stamkos at 13, Kadri at 14, and Braden Point at 15. Um, I think, and, and you know, this is my team, I think Mika Rantanen is too high. He, he, he's not like he, everybody's getting on Rantanen right now because, um, of the lack of goal scoring. He, up until the game, the first game against the Oilers, he did get a goal in that game. He only had one prior to that. And it was an empty net goal with like two or three seconds left. And the assist field, like he is 
just fine. He is he is facilitating and he's he is, you know, helping out his fellow line mates with with assists. So it's like the good. So from a Miko Rantanen standpoint, like he's a goal scorer and he's been struggling to find the net. And on top of that, he he I'm afraid it's going to be one of those things when the season is over, we're going to hear, oh, he was dealing with this. Because yeah. he just doesn't seem like like it, the Avalanche are a fast team, and he has decent speed. He's not the fastest guy on the team, but he he can obviously keep up. And he just doesn't seem like it's there. He seems like he's a step slower. He's just kind of like floating around. Um, he doesn't seem like the normal Miko Rantanen. But you say that, and he's still getting points here and there in the assist category, just yeah. not the goal. So I think he's maybe a little bit too high for me. And I think Kadri is a little too low. Uh, I think, yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. not the biggest Nazem Kadri fan, but I think he's mm-hmm. had a bigger impact than a lot of people expected. And then, you know, maybe this is 2020 hindsight, but since Braden Point probably won't even play, they announced in this round coming up, uh, maybe he's a little too high only because he's not going to be there for the fi- for the uh, conference no, I, final, I, most likely. I, did he? Because he got hurt, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah, what, what was it? Uh, who? Who? I remember. I can't remember who injured him. Not sure off the top of my head. Yeah, I remember the play, but yep. um, yeah. So, so, but they said I, I didn't keep up with that. He's he, unlikely to appear in the conference final at all. Okay, all right, man, that hurts them. But yep. Um, yeah. I, other than that, I, I agree with. That. I would almost swap the abs there, Kadri mm-hmm. and and Rantanen, um, and maybe even uh, forgetting that point isn't there for this uh this round maybe even put point up above Ranton. I'd maybe move Ranton it down to 15. Well, I would actually move Kreider ahead of uh yeah, there I, I think he's too low <laughs> on this list. I, we should you know what I should say like it's good that you're on this list. You yeah. I mean like yeah. even even though you're 19 and 20, like that's not like you're the worst player in the league. You, you are a top 20 player of the remaining, uh, all the remaining players for each four team. Yeah. Teams. But yeah, it, it's, so it's tough. You have those, those guys that, yeah, should be up a little bit. I agree with you. Kreider, um, were you, what were you saying? He should be above Rantanen maybe? Yeah. 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 I, I do. I think Rantanen maybe. And, and I'll tell you this, uh, Evander Kane, uh, also having a heck of an impact in these playoffs, maybe should be a little bit higher as well. Yes. Uh, and I know that will rub some people the wrong way. But I'm not his biggest fan either, there especially off the ice, but, uh, well, there you go. Exactly. But, you know, on the ice, if we're sticking to on the ice, he deserves mm-hmm. to be a little higher. I think he's having a very good postseason. He is he really is. And he had another one against the abs. I don't know if you had anything other than that. Um, he had an assist too. So he had a goal and an assist. So yeah, he's continued to produce. And that, that the last five here, you got Kreider at 16, Kane at 17, nurse at 18, and then Kemper and Smith, uh, your last two goalies. Take the over. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be, I mean, do you think um, Mike Smith got pulled? Darcy Kemper took himself out of the game. Um, it's up in the air if Kemper comes back. Do you think Smith comes back after after that? Do they give him, you know, a redemption start? I think he'll get one more chance, but I wouldn't be surprised if the uh, leash is short in game yeah. two. And and how quickly 
he's giving up goals if he is. Right. Because he gave up four before they, they pulled him. If if it's another shooting gallery, it's it's just gonna be yeah, I don't think he's gonna last very long. I don't know. We shall see. We shall um do you, so if we were to do this, you know, at the end of the conference finals, do you think how we maneuvered things will pretty much stay the same? Or is there somebody on here like Evander Kane or like Chris Kreider that could have a really good conference final and move themselves up into the top 10 or even the top five? I think there's a bunch of players on. I think almost every player on this list is mm-hmm. capable of moving up with the possible exception of the two Western Conference goalies. <laughs> <laughs> because I just see that as a high-scoring series in general, or or at least not. I don't expect a lot of two-to-one games in that series, let's put it that way, No, uh, where the goalies are the dominant players. So, But I could see Kane, Kreider, Kadri, uh Ranton and Zabinijad, Stamkos, all those guys on the right side of that column, uh, over. <laughs> could move up with 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 uh, you know a couple of you know a hat trick or a two goal game and you know a very strong series in this uh, conference final because uh, look the, we're picking the top five team uh, players from the top four teams in the league. We're talking yeah. about some pretty elite company here. If you're on this list. You've got the potential to move you're, up, you're right? Yeah, and you, you, you know, like you said, with the exception of Kemper and Smith at nineteen and twenty, they're at nineteen and twenty, and they're on the you know the West Coast, the West Western Conference Finals, and then you have Vasilevsky and Shesterkin, four and five, right? Like polar opposites, and and you're going to see. I mean, we're recording as this Ranger game is going on. Uh, I saw that it was one to one. It's two to one now. Uh, it, up two, two to two, two now. Two to two. <laughs> there you go. I think it was seven to three at this point yeah. in the Avalanche game. So it's just it's night and day. It's, it, it, for for being a hockey fan, you can watch a Western Conference final and see a ton of goals. And then if you want to see some good defense and, and some solid goaltending play, you can watch the very next day Eastern Conference teams. It's like the best of both worlds. This is great. You gotta love and, it. And then and then the winners. We're going to face each other, and then something's got to break. Yeah, well, we're going to find out if it's true that offense sells tickets and defense wins championships, right? (laughs) We we shall see. So, uh, all right, that's going to be it for today. Uh, Leave your thoughts in the comments. I know when it comes to power rankings, people always have their their thoughts. Please share yours in the comments of uh, the YouTube channel or over on Twitter on the Lockdown NHL uh, Twitter page or go to my Twitter page or Gil's Twitter page and and yell at us, even though we had, you know, very small portion to do with this, uh, we can take the heat. So, all right, everybody, uh, that's going to wrap it up for the Thursday edition. Thank you for tuning in. Always appreciated making it your first listen of the day. Uh, go check out Gil's locked on Islanders for your second listen of the day or my locked on avalanche and, uh, get caught up on what's going on with our, respective teams what are you covering for your offseason anything in particular looking at draft stuff or what looking at a little bit i'm going to start the draft stuff up i did a little bit yesterday looking at possible trade opportunities lou lamorello has said he's going to make a hockey move this offseason and still going player by player as to reviewing you know each player on the islanders how they did and what their future looks like so all right we'll go check that out so Uh, Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Thursday edition of Locked on NHL. 
once again, I greatly appreciate it. And uh, we will see everybody next week. I don't know if we're going to, maybe we'll update these or we're coming up with something different. We shall see. Uh, but whatever it is, follow along. All right, everyone. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. Enjoy the games.